Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and with me for another season, I've signed him on as just for one more year. One more year, one, one more, more year, year extension. Is, uh, JD, how are you, mate? Not too bad. Welcome back. I know. It's been so long. Welcome it, back to Darwin as well. Yeah, You've been jet-setting. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I got in at uh, one o'clock or something last night. Um, very, I was going to say very relaxed, but I'm not. I've had no time off. Well, I've had time off, but no time to re- sit down and recover. Straight back into it, straight back to recording the show, getting to what people love, getting into it. Well, we've had a bit of a break since Newcastle. We've had a, a, a big off-season. So. A very long off-season. It's gone for forever. Yeah, it and really it's all has. starting to hot up now. It really, it, it did. This was something I noticed. This was posted by, Adler. I haven't showed you this, and this is completely unprepared. Red Bull posted this onto their Twitter about Adelaide, we're ready for you on the 27th of February. They're like, it's been 272 days since Newcastle. It hadn't. No. It'd no. only be 96 days. But if you actually do 365 minus 272, it's about the 96. So it's a bit, that's not exactly. Yep. I don't know who did it, but I just hope. Wrong way around. Yeah, <laughs> they, did, they, they did the math the wrong way around. Yeah. I just yeah. hope it's not, you know, a race engineer that's moonlighting doing a bit of, um, <laughs> doing a little bit of journalism yep. for um, <laughs> media. Yep. But yeah, I, I, I found that a little funny. How did you... How did you, what did you do during the off season? Did you? Did you uh, watch, we didn't really do the Bathurst twelve hour. We we watched the twelve hour. Uh, what what I could stomach of it. It was a pretty painful work, race was, to watch. Sorry um, for anyone out there that actually enjoyed it. It was, it was a, bad. a bad showing for um, the twelve hours. The first one I've actually been a bit disappointed in, to be honest. The last couple of years, loved it. Yeah. This so. year, not so much. And also, I couldn't watch the whole thing. That's why we really didn't do a show about it. But we made up for it. We did those little live episodes for you. Yeah, Mitch track. and you did a great job down there in Adelaide at Thank the you. Adelaide 500. Yes, don't call it Clipsal. I've been very strong trying not to call it Clipsal. So are the guys at the track. Yeah. Cam Nolte, um, oh, Matt Nolte over yeah. the, um, the, doing the supercar TV thing eight or nine times, like on Thursday. Oh, look, it's been, what, Clipsal for 20 years. 19. This yeah. is the 20th year. So... It's it's a very long time of you get just such a habit that that race wasn't the Adelaide five hundred anymore. It was it, it was, was Clipsal. You literally called it Clipsal. No one even called it Clipsal five hundred. Pretty much. Yeah, it's like by oh, the end. Going to Clipsal. Yeah. Right. So oh, let's um. Very good. Very well done by Clipsal to get their branding out there that well. Actually, it was oh, extremely pretty good. Well. Yeah. Very. I can't think of another race really. Maybe super cheap. Um, with but Bathurst, then, but I still call always, it Bathurst. Yeah, I don't call it super cheap. So. Well, let's get we'll get the man that was down the track with me all weekend. We'll get yep. him on the line. So we've now got Mitch on the line. How are you, Mitch? How about mate, yourself? Yeah, good. How's your recovery from the the Adelaide five hundred? We nearly Eclipsal? called it Clipsal. <laughs> like everyone else did at the track. Yeah. Uh, yeah, getting there. Working a night shift tonight helps. Got to sleep all day, so oh, yeah. I can't complain. Lucky, lucky. <laughs> did you um did you meet anyone at the airport or anything? Because I actually saw so many people at Adelaide Airport wearing race shirts and everything. Yeah, I spoke to a couple of people near my gate. Uh, and then a girl with a large uh, Fitness Plus umbrella looking fairly glammed up. I figured she must have been a grid girl of some sort for Heimgartner. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I did not talk to her. <laughs> well, the random person that I managed to meet at the um, Adelaide Airport, I was there, I was wearing my big mate shirt, as you, you would have known. Standing in line to get onto the Darwin flight, this old lady comes up. Not even that old, but just a little lady comes up. It's like, oh, are you Todd? Are you a Todd Hazelwood fan? I'm like, 
yeah, you know, I like Todd. He's a, he's a good little drive shot. My grandson races for the same team, but in the Super 2s. I met Bryce's grandma. Oh, lovely. You should have been wearing your mini shirt we were rocking all weekend. <laughs> I did I did show her the photos. I'm like, no, no, I know Bryce. You know, he's great, good, good kid, good kid. She's like, oh, he's going to do so well this year. But, yeah, it was, it was nice to meet that. And I think half the people on our flight coming back from Darwin were all... Middies fans. All, no, all, all Bryce all fans. <laughs> Bryce fans and all race fans. Like, everyone was wearing race shirts. I was like, this is 99% of our flight. Yeah, there was plenty of race fans on my flight, for sure. And anyway, we don't need to talk about flights. We're here to talk about the race. Because <laughs> planes are quite boring. <laughs> <laughs> what did you take away from the weekend, mate? Who was your standout uh, rookie? Standout rookie? Uh, well, I've, I've always been a fan of Stanaway, so I'm just going to go with him because bias and whatnot, but whatever. No. Um, but he did do the best of the rookies there, in my opinion. He generally kept the car clean, except for that one incident he had. Yeah, no. And then the curve hopping too, but the curve hopping seems to be a problem for a lot of people. And you know. Yeah, we're going to get onto that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do agree with Stanaway was probably, I think, overall, a great performer. Of it. Unfortunately, with the results, you know, theoretically, you'd go um, Anton was, he's finished higher up on the rookie list. But I think Stanaway was the fastest in practice. He was well, pretty much the fastest in qualifying. Um, he seemed to have a handle on the car pretty easily. It's just the track that was tripping him well, up. He's probably the only driver that hasn't driven at the Adelaide 500. Yeah, there's going to be uh, a lot of tracks this year where he's going to have to go through this really vigorous learning curve of a Friday, Saturday, um, try and get his qualifying right for Saturday, essentially. Um, I think it was 11 tracks or something that he hasn't driven on mm. for this season that he's going to have to learn. So it's going to be a big year for him. 100% yeah. effort of just yeah, definitely. nutting right. out the tracks. Yeah, I wouldn't expect to see him like making wins. I wouldn't be surprised if you see him on the podium, but you don't expect it. But I reckon he'll see some good top 10 finishes through the year. Yeah, well, you can't take away last year's um, podium. It was uh, a race pretty, win. Yeah, pretty good race win. So, And he, he was showing the same pace as Waters uh, was in the car then as well. You could have taken either of those. The, both could have been main game drivers at that race meeting, so that was a pretty good effort from them. So... If that shows anything, there's more to come. Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, a, a, as for co-drivers, I think he was one of the best co-drivers. It was a good pickup for, for pro-drive, for sure. Yeah, or definitely. Tickford. My bad, Tickford. <laughs> That's all right. It's like what we're saying at the track. They're just changing names now. It's like three names in four seasons. Like, pick something and stay with it. <laughs> no, to, to throw you off, keep picking up new people. Like, oh, that, one, that year didn't go well. Change names. <laughs> <laughs> Clean underwear, new season, eh? That's right, just flip them inside out, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was pretty good. Um, what did you take away from Wilkinshaw? Is a bit of a return for them? Uh, yeah, somewhat of a return, I'd say. Uh, better than a lot of the form they showed in the back half of last year. But that being said, James Courtney does always seem to do well at Clips. Or, On the like, sad day. Yeah, sad day. my bad. Yeah. But it's like last year. He came second on the Saturday, and then on Sunday, meh, wasn't that far up the grid. And what happened this year? Same thing. Yeah. Same thing, and then... I think their car pace is a lot faster now, but I think they actually have genuine car pace now compared to last year. I think he pedaled the car more last year, Yeah. where this year I think he actually had decent... Uh, the car came to- Yeah. They've got some new parts from America coming over for the GP well, as well. Well, they've already started, so they've already got new parts in the car, so... And apparently they're working a lot better. Their, their twin spring set up in the rear was not working last year. And they don't even have a twin spring in the front. 
Not oh, really. All the other teams are running twin spring front um, struts. So the new parts that are coming over from America later on uh, before the next round at the um, Formula One in Melbourne uh, is going to allow them to run twin spring fronts. So they're looking for a, a decent upgrade again. That's, so that's they could be that. someone, a, a formidable team again. And it's quite it's quite good. It's turned around so quickly. Well, it's good to see Michael Andretti was down there and he was really happy to beat the captain, as they call him. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very... Um, it shows very much the same signs as the Petsky story, you know. I imagine this year we'll see a lot of improvements and people going, oh, wow, didn't expect that. And then possibly next year they'll start, you know, doing a similar thing to what Penske did this year, uh, last year. It just, yeah, it all has the same signs and the same story, doesn't it? Start firing some personnel. And <laughs> yeah, well, big piles of money will do that for you. But anyway, it brings excitement to the sport and another team up there will be pretty good. All right. Seems we only got a short time with you. What's your view on the Giz all four tyres over the yellow line? Did they make the right decision? No penalty, or should it have been some sort of penalty? Uh, I I don't think there should be a penalty there. Like that, especially that part of the track. There's a wall. Make that the track limits. Like it. It to me, it doesn't really make too much. Like I don't disagree with the penalty and. To look at it from a whole lap point of view, that didn't give him any advantage over... He was just that much quicker the whole lap that you can't argue that he won it there. Yeah, he was so far... So much faster than everyone else. And you're like... You, if for anything, he went more. I know he, he's got better drive off of it, but still... Yeah, I, I just... I don't think it, it was... I wouldn't have even thought about looking at it, but obviously, you know, um, teams are going to try to grab every advantage they can when... They're not doing as well as they are, but uh, I don't think it should have. I, I think the um, the marshals or whoever made the right call. What was your view on Alex Willow now back in the um, second tier development series now, Super Twos? Do you think he, he did showed... a pretty good job over the weekend? I did, I think he did a really good job over the weekend. I was actually impressed by him. Um, a lot of his bad luck wasn't really his fault, and. It shows that he learned a lot from his main game season, I think. He learned a lot, and he's taken it back there. I won't be surprised if he's up there winning races soon. Oh, yeah, this is really good. first race of the weekend, he was powering through the field. Like, he was he was pretty good. He was, like, all of the Nissans. Like, even Dean Fiore was doing great. Yeah. Nice to see him back on track. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad to say, even Dean Fiore. So... Even. <laughs> Super Utes, I want to ch- I want to chat on them because they sort of copped it a lot in the stands where we were. I think that's unfair because like, I was actually just thinking about this before you called through. I was reading an article saying that a lot of fans were unhappy with it, but I remember when the V8 Utes started and they weren't a massive field. It was cool because they were V8 Utes, but it wasn't the most exciting racing to begin with because it was a small field. Like you can't have mid-pack battles and all the. You know, the stuff that makes racing exciting, like people fighting all over the track, when you've only got 10 cars, once they're separated, yeah, you'll get your exciting moments, like we did, like, you know, yeah. coming together, rubbing panels, as they did in the V8 Utes. But to say it's not interesting racing isn't really fair when you don't have a full field. I think as the field fills out, people are going to forget the fact that they're not V8 Utes. And I even saw one comment, oh, they're not loud enough. That, would, That's, that was more than fine. I like the turbo whistle, but also like yeah. with you can your, tell when they pop the cooler pipe. Yeah, too. well, that was something I was about to say. The problem is we've got ten of them, and how many of the time? I think 
nearly every race, two of them pop the cooler part? Yeah, yeah, you can tell because they come past all the air in the world rushing out of them, but they're not moving. Yeah. <laughs> and like, as soon as you do that, they've retired the race. They pretty much pull into the pits, and then you've gone from ten to eight. And on top, yeah, a track that's they, really hard to hard to pass. It's like Calypso does do good V eight supercar racing, but it's not the most. There's other tracks out there. I think that will produce a lot more exciting racing for these type of cars. And I yeah, I think they need a bit more space so they can have the you know the guts to really chuck it up the inside without thinking oh if I you know put him in the wall that's my race done too. Mm. But I mean they they don't even look at curves. They're just like yep easy over them. Yeah, it was just like driving a Hilux, mate. You see how they get driven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I'm I'm with you. We need to reserve judgment on the Utes and let them. I agree and... completely with both of you. So I actually talked to um, a friend of mine today, and he was not overly happy with them and said they were a joke, shouldn't be out there, blah blah blah, along those lines. And I sort of said to him, "Look, I'm reserving judgment at the present time. I haven't been down there and watched them in person on TV." I can tell you they're not the most entertaining thing to watch on TV yet, but I, I understand that. that because there's only what eight of them, ten of them. Ten out of them there. on there. They're not going to be that entertaining compared to a, a class of twenty-four V8 supercars or a class of twenty-eight V8 Utes we had a couple mm. of years ago. But yeah, exactly. give it time. I said, and don't judge them now. Judge them well, maybe not even by the end of the year. Judge them next season. Next season when we've got a field of eighteen or twenty of these cars out there and watch them battle from lap to lap nice and closely, and uh, it's going to change people's views, I think. I think the platform yeah. actually looks like it could work. Yeah, well, you've got such a big discrepancy in driver skill. You've got, like, Raul Harris, who's been in there for many, many years and won the E8 Utes multiple times, and then you've got, I can't remember, the Senior young bloke, the, the guy <laughs> driving at Team 18, who's only 15. Which is cool. I, I, I love to see like you know young fellas in race cars because you know they're the future and that. But yeah, you're right. It's a completely different skill set at that point. You know, um, well, it's a bit like you know Paul Dumbrell in the Super Twos. He's got a lot more experience than them young fellas. That's why he's up the front a lot of the time. He's teaching these kids. Yeah. But that's where the discrepancies are coming from. It's just experience. Exactly. And yeah, like I said, like you've only got ten of them. Two of them blow off pipes. You've only got eight. Yeah, track. exactly. Yeah, there's always going to be a high rate of attrition well. with mm. a new race car. Like, I think maybe they should start looking at Higgins clamps for their intercooler piping. Yeah, <laughs> some decent beads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they're definitely going to have to address that. But I, I can't even tell you if it was the same make. I think it was a Mazda both times. Popped a cooler pipe from my memory, mm. but I, I can't. I can't remember who it was. That... Well, we're going to see them up. Um up in Townsville when we go there, so we'll, there will be yeah. a couple of more cars there, because I think the Isuzus are going to hit the track in the next round, they didn't get um, completed in time. Yeah, so, I, the field's just going to grow, like, you know, it's a, it's a new series, and not everyone was ready for the first round, they never are. Mm. Just, just, well, there's yeah, a lot be, of, like, give, late give people, um, like, uh, Toby Price was only signed on just before... Um, I was about to say Eclipse, uh, before Adelaide. Like he was only a month out from Adelaide. They didn't even know he was going to be racing there. So it's it's a, an evolving category. Hopefully it, it moves fast and it, it feels and probably can bring some more viewers and stuff like that. And uh, it should it should grow from here pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, I, I, I truly hope it grows quickly because I don't want people to give up on it. Like 
some of the people were saying stuff after a practice session. It's like, come on, man, this is the very first time these have ever been on track, and you're going to tell me they're boring? First of all, most practice sessions are somewhat boring to begin with anyway. Yeah. They're not for us. They're for the dudes learning the track and setting up their cars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think it's kind of unfair. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. So um, we, um, we got noticed on TV, mate. Oh, yeah, we did. Actually, I remember that in the stands. Nice to see you fellas on TV. That yeah. was. <laughs> and I even had a, I got back to work, and one of the blokes was like, were you and your mate on TV? And I'm like, <laughs> That's excellent. We want to thank people that were there. Yes. So, yes. This is actually quite funny, because uh, I was sitting at home with a few of my mates watching you guys on television, enjoying yourselves down there, watching... Uh, Russell and Scafi and was it Crompto that was standing with them? Nah, Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna, yeah. And uh, going through the, the day. Mistake to make <laughs> I can't remember. I was too busy making fun of you, Mob. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> Something we found out. Rihanna's got a stunt double. Yeah, there's a chick that dead set looks exactly like her, eh? Really? Must what, be a what's sister. What's going on there? But works yeah. for Supercars Media and like exactly like her. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, and then to get noticed in the stands the next day, like, oh, I saw you boys on TV. We're like, ah, oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But the media <laughs> shirts, they man, they they rocked out. Like, yeah. they stand out. Big shout out to um, Bryce over that. The, the shirts look good this year. Yeah, we yeah, have, they do look. Good. We didn't get a chance to go down to the pits and let him know that we got some midis time on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> we stood out more than the other Red Bull shirts. The other, yeah, there. the all <laughs> other Holden shirts. Uh, um, that was pretty cool. It was just a little thing they announced at the track before. Yeah, so if anyone else is at any of the tracks, I think it's going to be on a Friday night yeah, after the main first be, day. Was, whatever day one is, we were lucky enough to have a four-day event. <laughs> yeah, that made it a very long weekend, by the way. Oh, yeah. By, by Saturday night, I thought it was Sunday. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah. And um, got some good photos of us on the grid, so that was great, wasn't it? Yeah, that was really cool. That, that so big, big shout out to um, our anonymous the, friend that got us that. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, one of the listeners of the show helped us get some grid walks. He's very cool. jealous over here. Yes, JD was. Um, he's we, seen we all the messages lately. We kind of rubbed it in a bit. <laughs> you did. You did. Yeah, look, you're very gentlemanlike in uh, just politely letting me know. What you guys were all up to. <laughs> I believe it was suck it, JD. Suck it, JD. <laughs> I believe that is correct. Yes, Your Honor. <laughs> Those are the facts, Your Honor. <laughs> well, we, um, I guess we might uh, might let Mitch go. Yeah, we'll let you go. Get you back to get ready for your work, your night shift. I've actually got to get it going anyway. So it's yeah. nice time, fellas. No worries. <laughs> oh, thanks for joining. And um, we'll... Great effort down there, by the way. Both of you is on the, the Facebook Lives. You did a, a great job out there letting us know what was going on at the track and stuff like that and giving us a feel for how the days were going. Maybe we really got you a Facebook Live on the track. I know. It was pretty awesome. We were the only people yeah. on there with a million other people. Shout out to the, the other NT fellas that found us. Yep. And then as soon as they realised they were on Facebook Live, quickly left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, I did notice that in the, the uh, Oh, how do you think Bryce went today? You're on Facebook Live, and then he's like, whoop, oh, I'm walking away. <laughs> 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 anyway. Yeah, no, that was cool. Um, 
Yeah, so well, thanks for having me on, guys. And no, so. we'll, no um, problem. Great effort catch over the up with you over the season. And, yeah, we'll definitely either see you up here if you make it, or if not, I'll catch up with you in Townsville. Yeah, my plan's to hit in Valley. And, JD, I will see you in Newcastle. You do not have an option on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I've already looked at flights and stuff, so it's, it's all... We'll all you do is fly to Brizzy, mate. Yeah. Yeah, in my car, <laughs> we're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> we discuss it. It's, all, it's on, the, on the cards. It looks like it's going. All right. Looks like it is, mate. It is. All, right. <laughs> All right, mate. I'll let Cheers. you go. Take care, Thanks for joining Sorry. us. Catch you. Cheers, Well, it was great to have uh, Mitch on the show just to give a quick little his thoughts. Um, we should probably go into. Do you want to do a bit of news first, or do we want to do the review of the whole, or the you know breakdown of the race? I am happy either way, mate. I, I reckon we'll crack on with a little bit of news, and then crack on with the and news. then we can get into the the lowdown on. Uh, the Super Twos, and uh, then into the V8 Supercars. Yeah, no worries. Um, well, there's a bit of news flying about. I just grabbed a few stories to sort of uh, let everyone know about. Mm-hmm. So Nissan had some upgrades uh, done to their performance side of the engines and stuff before before Clipsal, but they've actually got all upgraded engines coming for all the cars. Yeah, I heard that they only had AD. two of them done, yep. and they've worked quite well. So um, all four of them are going to be running the uh, upgraded Nissan uh, motors, which is going to be great. So they, they needed a bit more performance Caruso sort of flagged it last year. I think it might have been a bit of a uh, bit of a hint for him. Well, to he's going to stay. If I'm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a, a thorn in his side. You know, you, you're asking me to go out there and perform at a very high level, and um, you're not I, I me the car. Behind the equipment's it. great, but the the engines are not up to the standard. They one they didn't have the fuel economy, and they also didn't have the performance. He said we could take the if we didn't have the performance, it would be okay if we had the fuel economy, but we don't. They don't have the fuel economy, <laughs> and it really hurts them. Yeah, so that's but that's one of the big stories. The um the Nissans had a car in each top ten shootout. Yeah, like, they were really quick. Good. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the other one we touched on when we were talking to Mitch earlier uh, about the suspension for Mobile One mm-hmm. Boost Mobile. That's Walkershaw <laughs> and Dreddy United. Yeah, that is a their it's team names. Uh, both of them like that. The owners of the team and the, the actual sponsorship uh, name right sponsors. Jeez, they're not easy names. No, they're not. It's really <laughs> you can't have mobile twice in a in a naming rights thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good on them for getting the sponsorship, and they've obviously been pushing forward. The cars are looking great, and uh, they're going a lot you faster. You know what I really like? The fact that they've both got the same livery. It looks more. Oh, how much more professional does it, it does. look? Yeah. And, and this is something team. that I like. Cars, when you have a car, t- when you've got t- two-car team, I'll get it out eventually, you, you, they both need to have the same livery. This is something I wish Tickford Racing would do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They haven't done it for years. No. I know it's harder in this day and age to get sponsors to sign on for all four. Like You, you can't get all four cars. But, two. but at least two. Yeah. Yeah, I understand why they do it. It's... The money's not there. The cars are more expensive to run and so on and so forth so that it doesn't make it viable for most teams to be able to do it. One, Shell's a major sponsor. Red Bull's a major sponsor. That's how you get it. Um, Now, big one. Um, For a team that did such a great job, I thought, over the weekend, Erebus got a 30-point fine and a $3,000 fine. For not... Well, for, for the fueling, coupling up the fuel, car. yeah, they coupled the fuel, um, the fuel filler onto Anton's car before all four, four, four tires. Yeah. So the guy had actually pushed the spike in, but the car was not off the ground yet, and they'd already coupled the fuel. So therefore, unfortunately, he he got a a, 
Um, well, he didn't get a penalty. It wasn't the, picked the up till post race. Yeah, I did notice that. I read that um, on Monday morning. So that really, really sucked. Um, Singapore is on the cards, maybe for V8 Supercars. That's amazing. But They're going to talk been... more about it. It sounds like it's getting closer. I yeah, think. yeah, it really um, does. Like there's been this well, is like I the third story this year that has popped up. Yeah, I think it's just because of these the new owners of or well, Liberty Media, um, new owners from Formula One. Uh, are happy to go forward on these things, and uh, I think it, they've got some traction now. Well, they're looking at going to have like maybe three or four flyaway Asian races. Yeah, well, they they said I was reading a, a, a Speed Cafe article on it, and yeah, they they're talking about um, Sepang yep. in Malaysia and, and and a couple other races. There's even so. talk of like a race in like Bali. Like yeah, Indonesia and in stuff like something. that. Yeah, there was uh, there's some talk as well. If they do that, they needed like a travel package for Aussies so we can just do all four of them. <laughs> well, I don't know how they'd do it. They're going they to do it drop some truck? Australian races or something. Hmm. Yeah, to get four more rounds in. We're I don't already know how starting do it. to push it with two new ones this year. Well, we've got one new one, Tail and Ben. But, you know, now you've got um, the GPs are actual championship round. Yep. Calendar's starting to look pretty big. Um, and now the big story from the weekend, a Composite. lot of... Dr- no. Oh, no. Uh, big story. And this is the, the curb hop story. Oh, so the there's a lot hop. of angry drivers out there basically saying... It's bullshit. Absolute people were bullshit. not getting pinged when they should have been getting pinged and people that were not going over it as much were getting pinged. Now, Winterbottom's come out and gone so far to say that he says we need to get rid of the system we have. Mm-hmm. And go to a judge of fact, i.e., there's a camera focused on the corner, and there's a bloke going, car 97 went too far, press a button, car one went too far, press a button, you know, so on and so forth through the whole field as they go through and and actually judge it. Honestly, if you ask me, as someone who was sitting in the grandstand that had a straight view through turn one, turn two, turn three, they all should have got drive-throughs. Yes, see, this is the problem they're having. So, Winterbottom's view was that essentially because he was taking it a bit easier over the curbs and not hitting the curbs as hard and trying to run it off to the left of the turn two chicane a bit harder, um, he was going slower over the curb, the car wasn't getting as much height, and the transponder was picking up the beam. Mm. And he's going, how the hell... Well, I'm, I'm, I can tell you there was a lot. There was a little bit more. Yeah. You watched him do his drive-through, and literally from the point he hits the pit lane speed limiter to the point where he launches off the other end, he is going off on the team radio. Um, They did not broadcast this for good reasons, I can imagine. But like you said, you know, I wasn't doing purple sectors. Like, I didn't do a purple sector through there. So... That is a big talking point. Um, a lot of drivers are not overly happy with this situation and it has cost some people some, well, went to bottom one of them. Mm. He was in fourth. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm it's yeah, a lot of really points. Yeah, that really did hurt him. Yeah, a lot of points. He So, went bottom went from fourth to 13th. Yeah, that penalty is a bit... When, I'm surprised he was the only one that ended up getting it because you'd see so many times, like, I think Simona got like a bad sportsmanship flag on like lap... 20 or something of the first race. I was like, oh, you've got like 58 laps to go, not cutting that corner. And yeah, they all did it. I just think, get over the other side of the track, or we don't need that other side of the track. No one went on it all weekend. 
Yeah, well, obviously, there's a reason they do it. It's the fastest the way through the, the corner. The fastest way through the corner. Yeah, straight lining it. So, But if that was GT5, mate, red lap. <laughs> red lap, every red lap. lap. for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, all I've got really on the news front. I think Bryce got, sorry, Bryce also got done on the, um, See, yeah, unfortunately, Bryce, he got a dr- he was race, the only Bryce, one to drive through. In race three, Bryce got a drive through. Uh, for curb hops, he uh, was once again uh, not overly happy about the situation. Uh, Michael said from where he was watching, essentially it looked like he was. I, I think the curb, he did, but was everyone curb, else hopping the curb? A lot of well? other people were copping curbs as well. But the the time that he did go over, from my like, for my naked eye looking at it, it was over. Yeah. Um. Generally, like from where what we could see, as long as you stayed within thirty centimeters. Of that yellow line, I mean, that's a rough guess from where we could look, but there was a limit of like, you can go over all four wheels over that line to a space of probably yeah, about 30 centimeters. As soon as you went over a bit more, that's when you got that cop. I think what they need to do, I know they talked about in the broadcast, they're like, we can't have people knowing how many herb hops they can have. So that's why they don't broadcast anymore. Oh, you, you you've been pinged. Strike. You've been pinged again. You've been pinged again because they might actually allow them to have 10 curb hops, mm. maybe 15 curb hops. We don't know the number. Yeah. But we almost need to know that when they're getting them so that the teams can advise the drivers, okay, that was a little bit too far. Pull it back an inch. Yeah, well, so that I was too realize, far. Pull I it back an inch. I thought it was still the three strikes. You got one more and you're getting a drive-through. Yeah, so they, they said it's uh, the, the number cams won't allow... The they won't tell anyone the number essentially. All right. So yeah, unfortunately we don't have any facts on that, so we can't uh, evaluate whether you know it was an excessive amount or whether it was just three and and bing you're in the in pit lane. A bit of news that I want to have a chat on is the the all this talk of composite guards and it's all a weight factor and everything. What's so what's the go? I mean, I have a good idea, but fill in the listeners. So basically, these new uh, Commodores ZB Commodores that have come out, mm-hmm. um, they're a hatchback. Yeah. So their internal boot structure doesn't have any steel. So the Falcons are a traditional sedan car, um, just like the old Commodores were, the VFs, and the Volvos when they were running around, and the Nissans. They're all sedans. So they have proper steel. Um, so, like, boot areas where the boot seals on and whatnot like that. And a wall between the, 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 the driver's area and the um, back windscreen and whatnot. Triple All a still had still have to put that wall in, though. They do have not. to put that wall in because of the fuel tank is now mounted in the boot, essentially. Yeah. Um, and they had to make off a partitioned area. The difference is they use composite fiber and a Perspex windscreen in the back there to look through. Now... DJR with the or Team Penske DJR were the team that I seen queried this notion and said that something needs to happen because it's lowered the center of gravity of the Commodore at the back because it still meets minimum weight. It, yeah, it meet, yeah, but they're using lead to get it there. So ain't nothing wrong with lead, mate. So the lead is mounted. <laughs> obviously, you can imagine in uh, low areas mm. as low as possible, uh, corner weighting car perfectly, whatnot. So that is something that they're not overly happy about. Can I but play a little bit of devil's advocate yeah, there? Yeah, go for it, mate. Go for this it. is what happens when you run a car that hasn't been in production for two and a half years. Well, there is a problem there, isn't there? Mm. 
Um, I'm not sure why we're still running a, a vehicle that's not giving anyone a benefit anymore. Same that's as a bad the, thing for same sponsorship. Same as the Nissans. The Nissans aren't available. And yeah. the Falcon you can't buy. So why is why is everyone going, oh, it's unfair for, you know, everyone else, Triple Eight, you know, built this new car. Yeah, they built a new car. Well, there was everyone talk else Penske could take... move from Ford next year. So they're on the, the it's not confirmed. There's nothing. This is all rumors. But there is talk about Penske leaving Ford next year because Ford don't want to sponsor them. Yep. Um. So there's talk about them leaving. They they are legitimately in talks with other car manufacturers about where they could go. One rumor was possibly BMW, but that's whether that comes forward or not. I don't know. They were originally in talks with them before they um, moved on to buying DJR, I think. Oh, okay. So that was that's all rumors. So, but yeah, yeah. but our rumors are true. No, yeah, of course they are. All <laughs> but our yeah, rumors are I just true. think that you know everyone crying foul over this, like, oh, it's unfair that they've got this. I'm like, well, you build a brand new car. It's in with in the requirements that oh, everyone else is allowed. If they want to make composite guards. The thing is, I think they got Tickford's got to apply for it and do it because they're the official homogation, um, yeah, homogation factory team or whatever you yeah. want to call them. Um, they're the ones who got to do it, and I'm pretty sure DJR and Mr. Penske will be like, "Here's we will heap help of money. You. We will help you here. <laughs> go get it done and have it done by bloody next weekend when we go to the Grand Prix." Yeah, there was a lot of people not overly happy with the wings and stuff like that, but it's all been explained. The wings look long because the wing no, has true. to be the same um, measurement from where the wing is to the center line of the rear wheel. I think the interior, the actual wing spoilery bit is my official technical term. Uh, the mounting, how no, it not mounts? the mounting bit, but the actual wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the, the same as, is the same as the old VF. It's like the same the for every car. Yeah. So, so it's that's the same chain. winglet. So it's just where, how, obviously, the the ZB is such a short boot, um, being a hatch. Mm-hmm. So they had to extend it out to get it to the right length, and so it can get the right amount of downforce. They uh, that's all I think they've done. The best spoilers, Nissan. Yeah, I just like the Nissan spoilers. They look like they stick out so far. They're on those extra arms. It's, I mean, you know, it's, that's old news. But anyway, that's that's <laughs> just my opinion. Now, I don't know if you heard any of it at the track, but there's a lot of talk about how much development went into this new ZB's aero efficiency. Yeah, well, it was all over the turning. news. They um, got a UK firm to help them with the aero. Yeah, so it's all about the fact that it's not... They have to have all have the same amount of downforce in a straight line. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing in the rules about measuring the downforce when you're on, say, turning a 45-degree angle. Say, like, turn eight, where you're doing 200 kilometers an hour, where you're getting a lot of, like, efficient downforce made by a car that's styled right. So that was the big thing they were talking about. thing I'm just, like, going, well, this is the advantage if you want to design a new car. I think it's also, there was a big blow-up last year. everyone else to develop a better car and then we're going to get better racing. Yeah, but the the problem we have with it is there's so many Commodores in the field. So roll this back to last year when we were talking about how much it was going to cost the teams to buy the the bumper bars, the panels to make their car into a ZB. Uh, 50 grand a pop. Yeah. Um, Where the other one was like half half the price. Or less, I think. So 
the the reason it was fifty grand a pop was because Roland Dane said, "I have to recover my money. I have outlaid a lot of money uh, designing this arrow to be the best, essentially, i.e., going to UK, mm-hmm. doing this hydrodynamic, um, uh, like wind tunnel testing, essentially, um, designing this car to make it efficient." So he had to make his money back. Now we're seeing the, the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. is and where the like, money's come out. Well, you look at it like not many Holden cars can hit the track first round and be that competitive and that against, dominant against all developed cars. So everyone else in the field, apart from the Commodores, were still running the same shape car they were running last year. Mm. They were just developing them further again. So yeah, that's uh, it's a pretty big, you know. Pretty big for them to come out straight away and do that, but yeah, no, they've they've definitely developed a a good little rocket, and you know what, I look forward to seeing what the other cars do because I think if Nissan signs on for next year, they're not going to race the Altima. What are they going to race? Is there any more talk about Kia coming in? I don't know, but I really went dead. Started didn't it? seeing the um, started seeing that some of the Kia stingers around, and they're not a bad looking car. It went dead, and uh, it'd be Did interesting it go dead to see. because we've actually now got some real news to talk about, and we had a lot of people just going, "We have to pull some stuff out of our." Oh, house to chat of about. course, of course, of course, it's gone. That's why. But it's the same with the Penske talking to other people about cars. Yeah. Now we've got racing. It's 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 all gone pretty quiet. So time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. All right. Well, let's um. What do you want to talk about? Race or qualifying or one thing one more before thing? we get into the racing and stuff like that? Should have talked about when we we're talking about the news. But Formula One, yes, we've had one week of preseason testing already. Red Bull was quick. Red Bull were okay. Don't think you can judge too much right now because the tires were not getting up to ten. Snowing. Yeah, they they had a lot of time where they weren't actually on track because the track was too cold. It was too wet. Then it was too snowy. I still take that Ricardo uh, was number one. Um. So, but uh, my big standout, and this is going to hurt McLaren here, I guess, to see it. McLaren are probably pretty happy with where they are now. They're a bit further up the field. But Honda did the most laps. I know. Um, I know. And then Honda's even said, we've got more freedom with Toro Rosso. Yes. Go for like. Honda McLaren, they were like the factory team. They put heaps of money into it, and now they're like, Toro Rosso's like, yeah, man, do whatever you want. Yeah, so basically Toro Rosso said they did something that Honda, uh, sorry, McLaren didn't. They went and sat etiquette lessons on talking to the Japanese people on how you communicate with Japanese people. Oh, okay. To build a proper rela- working relationship where they both show them equal respect and the Japanese people do not take well to being disrespected. No. no. And they do not take well to snide remarks in media. Do you think this was like in part of just how bad the Renaults were in those cars towards the end of the season and like they barely finished like any of the last races? Well, it's amazing that Hondas have all of a sudden gone so well. They said there's a big a power upgrade. to develop the cars now or the engines. Oh, yeah, but they didn't do very well last year. They're saving it all for when they... Left and did yeah, they well, get paid out? They, no, they did. Get paid, oh, they did get paid they out. They did. Yeah. Oh, so, well, that money's gone. Development. So, um, yeah. So that, that that's awesome to see them doing well. I'm glad they're no longer struggling like they were because there's a big performance upgrade. They're still the last 
performing engine, I think. Yeah. Um, they're not up to Renault spec yet. And Renault's still a fair way behind. Christian Horner's even come out and said, this year we will not be fighting for a championship. And then I don't think Ricardo's going to stay next year. So um, that's already come out. He said we maybe towards the end of the year, maybe. But he said our engine that has been supplied to us via Renault is still pretty much what we had last year. And he said if Mercedes is true to their word and come out and say they over this uh, off season they said they can break a thousand horsepower. They're not going to be anywhere near that. They said we we're not our specs are no no not close to that. So. Um, he said, we, we'll still be battling, we'll be there and thereabouts, but we're not going to be fighting for a, a, a championship, essentially. Hmm. So, time will tell, but... Time will tell. I mean, no one's going to go out and talk up their car. No, no, especially with such a, a crappy week of testing. That testing week was horrible. Yeah, it really was. Like, it, it was just bad. It was cold, it was snowy, and then, like, you see Alonso's tyre come off. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, not again, not again. But well, anyway. that was the that was a big funny thing in the media about it because they're like, so Honda's doing the most laps. What's McLaren doing? Oh, they've lost a wheel and spent half yeah. a day fixing a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. Deja vu. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, we got that. That's that's how the one will be on in fifteen days. Well, as of time of recording. Yes, it Formula One is coming. Do we want to talk? qualifying or do we just want to jump sort of into more race results it's we've been going I, I for think, a little bit yeah i think we i think this episode how big was the crash with wind cup sorry oh massive so you probably should touch on that one i guess um wind cup had a massive crash massive. so hard in turn eight that it, it pumped the right hand wheel outside the right hand guard yeah when he r- hit the wall on the left side of his car so um, wheel if, came off and bounced up over. So lucky it didn't actually leave the track because it. Bounced. Yeah, nearly nearly went over the catch fences, mm. and then it's straight into the actual Adelaide streets after those. Yeah, well that's where we walked out. Yeah, so, um, big big crash. They did a stellar Full effort to get to the, the guys to get yeah. that car back out on the track. Yeah, we know. You know, they would have changed that the transaxle. Yeah, definitely. That. It punched the axle through the transaxle. That's. Mm. That's why the, the right wheel actually punched over is because the axle went through the transaxle, hit the other axle and punched it out the other side. There was other guys. Another team that had a big um, build to get the car back out was um, Tickford. the Monsters, Monster Energy. Yeah, Tickford uh, had to do a big job that on was good a Waters car. That was, that was good to see him come out and I was like, you know, we're going to cheer for him when they come out in the pits. And then there was the red flag. I think uh-huh. LeBrock was the one that brought out the red flag in qualifying when he hit turn eight. And I was like, oh. Oh, well, he's going to be first one out, so we can cheer, but everyone's like, yeah, all the cars are coming out. I was like, no, this one's just for Waters for coming out. Yeah, it was a great effort by the team. They did such a quick turnaround. Waters said, look, the car's not very good. Said it was a bit of, bit of rubbish, a but drive. he said, full credit to the team. They did a great job. Turned it around so quickly. Amazing effort. And it looked pretty good through the rest of the weekend. It did. It's the same as Jamie's car, I think. Jamie's car, they got it turned around again, so it, would, it could go out for the, the shootout. Still wasn't perfect, but they they kept yep. getting it better and better and better over the weekend, mm. dialing it. And then Sunday, well, we'll Fine get to Sunday we'll get later. To All right, well, um, basically qualifying, you want to know, it's the Van Gisbergen Show versus Scotty McLaughlin. And boy, is it close. Look at the qualifying time here. Yeah, so it got down to, what's that? That's not even a thousandth of a second. 
Yeah. Oh, yes, that's that one thousandth of, of, of a second between Shane Van Gisbergen and Scott McLaughlin. That's a good effort. And no it? one else could touch, come close to them during qualifying. That's not the shootout, but that no, was No, that wasn't. That was just qualifying in general. So that's just the qualifying for race one. Um, good effort from James Courtney, too. He was right up there as well. So he was only seven hundredths oh. or thousandths. Oh, sorry, Can't remember. Well. Doesn't matter. <laughs> shootout. There we go. Well, we had so. it. We touched on the biggest thing about this was Shane going over the yeah the full yeah, going all over the yellow line. What's your take on? We asked Mitch's. Yeah, uh, my take is very very similar. I just want to play a bit of devil's advocate with Mitch there and see what his view was on the matter. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't have much of a, a different view to both of you guys. No, we're we all on the same page. Look, the, the, we that were line has each other during this period when it was happening. I think we both all come to it like, look, if he gets penalised, I'm not surprised. But yeah. I don't think he should be, and I don't think he got that. Yeah, I believe the line that we were all using was rules are rules. Mm-hmm. And we can understand, don't blame the officials if they do ping him for it. But a bit of common sense would be great here. That line has moved since last year. It's never been there like that before. And that line moved the next day. Yeah, and they deliberately moved it to stop any querying the next day. So I'm glad that common sense took over. But once again... Wouldn't have blamed them if it if yeah, they yeah if they penalised him I'm like all right, but if he penalised him I wonder would he start from the rear of the grid or just tenth tenth he would have been lost his time right. it would have been like jumping the curb that was nice and easy all right now to the race Sunday race now you, this race was great I remember that not no I did I've I've watched this I've watched half this race again it was a bit of a procession for me, but I did love it. It Once again, it shows you how good these drivers are, that we went bloody 50-odd, 60 laps or something before we got a safety car. And then a flurry of safety cars. <laughs> and then we all managed, everyone's like, all right, boys, settle down. And girl, let's just get these cars home. It really was. Shane was almost untouchable. Okay. Did Scotty pit early? A little bit. A little bit. I know what he was trying to do. They were trying to make a, a bit of a clear track sort of position, get himself out there. And does the undercut work? Well, it does. I think if you're in midfield. So um, I'd say, you know, if you're like 10th or 12th or something and you're battling in a pack, um, I definitely think the undercut can work. Yeah, if you get out into uh, some open air, just set a, a, a lap time that you're just going to punch out every lap, every lap, every lap. And not have someone hindering you constantly in front of you, burning up your brakes, your tires, engine temperatures. Mm-hmm. And and then you're going to also be trying to get past them. So you're also going to be using more fuel, whatnot. Um, I definitely think it can help you. But if I you're see- in a, a power position, i.e. front of the field, in a, a battle for the lead, you've got to be very careful. I don't know if I it works it that well. I find it interesting because from what I read and from kind of what I heard was... Ryan's story was saying, oh, you know, we had a bit of trouble on the 2016 tyre. We really, we had our head around the 2017 tyre, which they were the only team really to have their head around that tyre. Yeah, agree. Um, And it seemed everyone else was like, oh, we love the 16 tyre. Yeah, well, Shane's already come out in a media media release today saying this tyre is so easy to understand and And work with. And to turn on. Yeah, he said it's it's working perfectly for him. So don't be surprised. Don't think this is going to be like last year where Shane's just going to disappear again after 
Adelaide and maybe one or two races at, at the GP, I think we're in for another strong year from the, the, the Gears show. I, I said to Mitch, I'm like, I know this is early days and I know this is exactly what happened last year, but I can see him winning it. Yeah, I, I can too. It's um, The confidence is back. Or admittedly, last year I thought he was going to win after Clipsal too, but so yeah, yeah, I it's did only too, very early days. It is very early. It's we've had two races. He's had two poles, but I just think that during the watching the race, like I was watching on the live timing, Scotty wasn't doing the pace. Like he didn't have the pace in the car that Shane had on the Saturday. No one had the pace that Shane had, but Scotty didn't really have the pace that James Courtney had either. No, Courtney was actually quite quick on the on the Saturday race and, Even and then qualifying. Pitted, he was still half a second off and like four tenths off the actual like the pace that Shane and Scott uh, Courtney were doing on tires that were many many laps older. Yeah, it it, it was strange. I, they obviously didn't have the setup right on the Saturday. Um, Sunday the car was quick, but obviously oh, we'll get to that. Yep. But. Um, yeah, it, the the one of the big things I took away from away from Scotty, not from Scotty, sorry, but it was um, Davey Reynolds is looking quite strong this year on the new mm-hmm. tire again. Um, they've come out, out swinging and and doing quite a no, good they job had there a good at Airbus. Solid result, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next one. Um, really, top ten for Saturday: Shane Van Gisbergen first, James Courtney, Scott McLaughlin, Davey Reynolds, Frosty Winterbottom. He um. He was actually going to have on for a really strong weekend right up until that drive through. Yeah, yeah. Frosty looks once again. He's someone. Uh, you was he's going to get his Craig, back? The, well, I don't know. After I watched him going down pit lane with uh, a million expletives and whatever thirty second it takes to get down pit lane, I was worried the twitch might come back. But um, he's another one like Lowndes. Uh, and Giz that last year really struggled on that softer compound tire. Mm. Really, really struggled. Now, we've gone to back to a tire that they know and they know how to get their head around it and get it to work. They're, they're both, or all of them have, have turned it on and, and they're back Lounge up was actually pretty pacey this weekend. Like, he's yeah. still having his bit of issues in qualifying where he yeah. can't get that one lap in. I think we've seen the days of Lowndes doing quick one-lappers, though. Yeah, it... it I don't know. I don't want to count it out, but um, yeah, it does seem like that. But yeah, during the race, he's he was great. still passing. He's still he was in... still one of the best passers out there. Yeah. Anyway, so Jamie Wincup managed to limp at home in six. Chaz Mostert, solid result. He was up five positions overall and finished seventh. Will Davison. Now this is a, someone that was actually really impressive. At well, the, start the team, of the, the whole, the whole, the whole outfit. Team. But see, we shouldn't have been impressed. Because we are comparing it with the old, unupdated Lucas Dumbrell cars that we knew were the biggest post buckets on the grid. Yeah, but you still got a, uh, engineers and staff and all sorts of other things. Nothing against no, what I, Lucas no, had. They did, a, they did a really good job, and I know I'm sounding a little bit disrespectful, but they did buy a brand new, well, not brand new, but it's this was Waters a... Waters car from last yeah, year, yes. It was a car that was doing really well. It's a current spec car with the latest updates on it. No, I agree with you. I, I, I didn't expect them to do so well in their first meeting, though. No. As no, a and team it was that's good. just growing. Um, and Will Davison actually seems really comfortable there. Yeah, he fits like a glove there. I think he's 
honestly, if you had asked me last year, I, I probably would have said he was one of the drivers that maybe needed to step aside. Mm-hmm. But he really proved me wrong and uh, good on him. It's He's done an excellent effort from um, the Adelaide 500 and uh, hopefully he has a strong year because yep. he really had a good showing there. Um, and Craig, Ra- uh, Craig Rounds. Craig Rounds. Craig Rounds. Craig Lowndes come home in ninth, up six positions, and Scotty Pye come home tenth. Strong effort from Scotty too in the in the um Andretti motorsport team there. Wilkinshaw uh, and Andretti. Todd Hazelwood managed to come home twenty second, up two. Yeah, well uh, they're, they're still getting their head around those XDJR cars. They are, they are. Um it's gonna take a, a couple of meetings by the looks of it for them to slowly understand. Remember it's a new team. Lot of lot of learning curve here it's for them. It's a bit different They're than not, just the Super Two round. It's a lot longer racing. And you know you've got Anton and and Jack LeBrock and that they've all and Richie. They're all in teams that have extensive data from another car. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a single car entry with so no previous history. I can tell you for a fact that these guys won't be just plugging playing random setups. They they will be learning say Anton will be learning off what Davey's doing and and so on and so forth Techno is probably the least one with no other data so Jack LeBrock's probably a little bit more on his own unless they're paying for triple eight data um which they can do but we with with Todd he's he's obviously got a they're a bit more out on a limb there um he's gonna have to learn it they're gonna have to work out how to engineer the car very different from the triple eight car he was driving last year which mm-hmm. was a very very uh, current model triple eight car. Yep. Um, so yeah, so he's gone from a current model triple eight car to a older Penske car, well DJR car, which is uh, it's going to just take a little bit of learning. Yeah. And he's gone from a single spring um, suspension setup to a twin, twin spring, spring, which is also going to take time because he's en- he's got the same engineer from last year as well. It's on different tires. You know, he's got to learn everything. Yeah. So well, at least the tire longer racing too. At least the tire is similar to what he ran last year. So it is. It's uh it's pretty much the same tire. It's a little bit different, but it it is a very similar tire. So that is something and it's something I was I don't know if I've talked to you about. It's gonna help a lot of these Super Two drivers that are gonna go into Bathurst, Sandown and Gold Coast because they're um as as reserve driver or not reserve drivers, as um co drivers because they're gonna now be running on the same rubber. Fair enough, there's slight other differences in the car, say spring setup and whatnot. But it is going to at least give them some knowledge about how to turn the tire on, how to drive the tire and not overdrive it, whatnot. What's the saying? Anton said he was surprised on just how much of um, basically conserving and controlling everything it was. Like it's like he goes, yeah, you're right, you can do the Super Two race, and you know, yeah, you got to look after your tires a bit there. But in the main game, it's really like from the get go, it's like conserve your tires. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it's even um, I listened to Tanda when he was talking said, you know, from the start of the race, you're trying to not exert too much energy mm. yourself. Don't overdrive the car. Don't put too much effort in because it's a long race. You've got to keep that concentration level pretty well flat the whole, the whole way. Time. And um, if you if you lose a bit of concentration, turn eight will bite you. So they've really got to be 100% on controlling fuel usage, tire usage, brake usage. Everything, so it is uh, curb hops, yeah, which is what catches a lot of them out when they get tired. All right, uh, race two on the Saturday, 
just looking at time, so we'll keep trucking along. Red Bull front row lockout. It was, was great. I posted our little photo to our Facebook. Yep. This this is the day that Michael got a uh, this is grid walk, grid walk with um, a, a, a good listener of ours sorted mm-hmm. out for the boys while they were down there. Thank you very much. JD is so jealous. Yeah, I am jealous, by the way. <laughs> yeah, if, if I haven't said it before, yeah, jealous. Okay, so what happened to Scotty? I I just watched it from the crowd. and Are you talking about puncher? Yes. Okay, so Scotty had a puncher looking in a quite a commanding position with good pace. Um, he had a puncher, I think it was his right front. Yeah, it was his yeah, right was. front tyre. Uh, coming from turn seven is where it happened. On the run up to turn eight, quite a long straight, fast straight. They mm-hmm. get up to 240-odd kilometres an hour down that straight. Team radioed in. Scotty could feel it, um, but team radioed in, said, you got right-hand fronts, lost pressure. Scotty goes, okay. Nails off the throttle, coasts in, gentle braking. Still made it through turn eight. Really wise. Like It, was, it's it did really look very... Um, a lot more mature driving. Yeah, the ma- the maturity in the driving was very very good. Um, yeah, he's he's not a kid anymore. He's doing a great job. That was excellent effort. It wouldn't have been hard for him to push on just another ten meters or something like that, and he would have been a big accident. Very very lucky. It was the right hand front. If it was left hand front, he was gone oh. for all money. He would have been a, a scrape mark on the we wall. We know what caused it. So the what come out from the on car footage is you could see something flick out from underneath Shane's car. Shane had run over what turned out to be a bolt that has oh. fallen out of a car, maybe a broken car snapped something off or whatnot. Um, but, yes, it had fallen out of a car at some stage. I don't think it was out of Shane's because his car seemed to be going pretty well. Um, but it had fallen out of a car. Dunlop had the tyre taken away. They inspected the tyre. There was a punch, a punch a hole mark straight through the centre of the tread. Oh, and they really? said you could pretty much count the threads on the tread where the bolt went through. So it was oh, definitely so a bolt or something. And so I didn't pick that, that up watching it. It just was like, oh, it's a really weird puncture. Yeah, yeah. There was oh, there was different talks. There was, people were talking about there was stuff on the road, I, I, like carbon and stuff like that on the road, or there was other stuff on the road. The road's breaking up. Oh, he's used the curbs too heavily. There was a lot of different talk, but the, it, once Dunlop come back, they said, "No, nah, it's right. pretty obvious what happened here." So don't don't um, don't think it was Scotty's fault at all. It was uh, something on the track. So, Wind Cup also had some dramas. Yeah, so Wind Cup. This had one was some, a lot more celebrated in the grandstands, apparently. Michael does say that. I don't know if you can hear it, but he does say that with a look on his face <laughs> of some distaste towards people that wish. Unwell on drivers. I don't so that's, care. Like, yeah, I'm a Red Bull fan, but also uh, I spent all weekend wearing. I wasn't a gonna. Shirt. I wasn't even gonna say that. I was it's just like, gonna say you don't like it in general. No. When people I boo or cheer, uh, the unfo- un- like, yeah, don't like. You, you wouldn't even do it, it to Tanda, and I know no. how much you dislike Tanda. So, um, yeah, you know, sportsmanship isn't always the best thing in our country, but unfortunately, Wing Cup, as he said a couple of years ago in one of the the V8 intro things tall poppy syndrome is very much alive, alive in, in australia yeah. yeah um so anyway he had skyrocketing gearbox temperatures and mm. had been hemorrhaging gearbox oil for some laps did you see it over the back of the car when it got into the pits and it perspired eventually 
Uh, he did well to get it almost back almost to pit home. lane. I was like, oh, God, this is going to bring out a safety car when he stopped in the I pit lane. I was very surprised if Marshalls pushed him. Yeah. I didn't think they were allowed to do that. I've not seen Marshalls do that before. It was normally um, up to the, the team to do it. So, anyway... The marshals pushed him back into pit lane, so then his team could actually come and push him. How funny was Crombo's comment? Because you know, like his team pushed him up to like fourteen k or thirteen k, yeah. and then one of the dudes fell over. That oh, they're going to lose a kilometer there. They just lost another cylinder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're now running on four or something or five. But the biggest thing was that's the end of a hundred and thirty-six race finishing streak. 106 is no, what they said on TV. The last time... Nah, uh, it, I can pr- I'll prove it to you. Well, I'm only telling you what they said on TV. There's 106 racing uh, streaks. So maybe whoever was speaking in their ear was a... D- didn't... You sure? Yeah, I mean, that's well, what, that's this what they said. going to be interesting podcast listening to for me trying to search for, <laughs> for a that, news uh, That's all I heard on TV. But either See, way... 106 races, no DNF. Wow. The last time he had a DNF was Gold Coast 2013. Yeah, it's, it's a good testament to the team. It just was unbelievable. And this is like people are like, oh, this is how you win championships. Yeah, it's how you get championships done. Consistency. Turn up. Race hard and finish every race. It's amazing. Right, I'm not looking for it. I'm keep looking for it, but I can't find. It. I swear it was 136. I even just listened to half of the race before. But either way, <laughs> a lot of races. I and do yeah, have I a two-year-old running around while I'm watching this, yelling and screaming. So I could have written the wrong number. Could have written the wrong number. But anyway, um, yeah, it was. It's just sad to see because you know what? You don't see wind cup in the pits. Do you know there's children in primary school in pri- uh, preschool that have never. Witness Jamie Wincup not finishing a race. <laughs> I've not thought of it like that. <laughs> I'm not sure if they've really thought of it either. <laughs> That's how long. But you know what? Like he says, early days. He was really. It was, like, it was a shame race? because his um, pace. He was on, quick. He was the fastest car out there on on the Sunday, mm. um, by a fair margin. He was running down gears like nothing. Anyway. That that happens. They've got to get on with it, and and that, that's what it's a part of racing. You know, you you win some, you lose some. Mm. Some you blow a gearbox up and don't finish. Reynolds was doing great. Now we'll do oh, a quick recap is, of yeah. this. Should have Reynolds blocked. Did you believe him when he said, "I didn't think um, Shane was going to throw it up the inside." It's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Reynolds too soft or not? Um, look. If he if you gave him the chance to do it again, he would have put he'll park his car on the inside of the braking line of the braking line there. We saw it coming though. You could, but he when you watch it, he's already on the brakes when Shane moves over to dive. Mm. So it, it's something I've got to give Reynolds credit for because he did defend himself in the post race interviews. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've seen them. Uh, but I saw it a little bit. I saw that the video that's gone viral everywhere is like oh. Ingle and Scafie, you know, give it to Reynolds or whatever. Yeah, they were, uh, I think, a little over the top. But anyway, well, that's no, their I own think choice. I was still lighthearted by the end of it. Everyone was having a good joke of it. Even Reynolds was like, I've got a few things I need to say to myself. Yeah, and um, Reynolds basically said, look, I was on cold tires. 
doing the best I could. He got a great run off turn eight. I didn't think he was going to go up the inside. Then we started slowing and he put it up the inside. I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't move down once I started braking, yep. which is all fair enough. I think what they're disappointed in was he should have seen it coming. Yeah, because he's Shane Van Gisbergen and he does that move from further back. And his engineer was great. Um, I love the fact that he had his back when they went down there to pressure him into basically being bad-mouthing Davey. He did a great job there. Mm. I think that was great. And it, he really stood beside his men. That, they need, they, he needed to do that. He's because, second in the championship or something. Well, he is, yeah. He's doing a great job. And his engineer basically come out and said, look, we're, we're legitimately looking at championship points this year. Him coming second today is a lot better than him having a DNF. Oh, exactly. He What, did he try and block it and then take both of them out? <coughs> exactly. So, it's something... Um, no one's always going to agree on it. He should have blocked. Everyone knows it. He knows it. Everyone knows it. But they Lisa had, did the they, right they thing. No, Lisa got a lot of confidence coming out going, we had the car pace to win that. Oh, they did. And you can't take that as a negative. Like You can't be like, oh, we could have won that. But you're like, no... We could have won that. That was a good race. They, they've turned up this year and they're firing. It's mm. good. So keep it up, um, Erebus. Good to see you up there. And Garth Tander actually had a really good race on the Sunday. Tander on Sunday was on fire, wasn't he? Like He, he used had a up shocking all his, sad day. So he used up all his tyres in qualifying to get into the shootout. So he went out on all old tyres. But he still set, what did he qualify at, like eighth? Well... He had a bad, sad day. He had a 15-point championship penalty, a five-second after-race um, penalty, a 15-second after-race penalty or something for another yeah. thing. He had a shocker. It was it was really bad. Um, but he come back on Sunday and pretty much shut the critics up with a solid podium. He come home in third. Mm. Great effort from the, as a smaller team. Gary Rogers Motorsport in their in their Commodores, so it's really good. Chaz Mostert just pretty much continued on a pretty strong weekend. They must like Tickford Racing guys. They must take a lot away from this weekend. Yeah, they, they they've worked the cars out pretty quickly on the tires, which was a, it was a really good effort from them. Um, one thing I've got to say about Chaz, crazy effort. He had massive blisters on his feet after oh, Saturday. Uh, he actually had gone to a lightweight uh, racing boot like they use in Formula One. Yep. And it didn't give enough insulation from the firewall of the engine, and it, it, his feet got so hot it, they blistered. Uh, he come back Sunday with a more traditional pair of, of racing boots, a bit heavier, whatnot, yep. a bit more insulation, but raced with blisters on his feet for the whole seventy-eight laps. That'd be hard. And Anton, not Anton, um, Andre Heingartner, he had issues with his race seat as well. They yeah, his legs were going numb. He's what he say he had childbearing hips. <laughs> Couldn't fit in the seat. Yeah. So uh, there was a few of them that were having a few dramas. I think it might have been Chain had some dramas at the start of the weekend with the ergonomics of the car weren't quite right. So you know, start of the year, new cars, a few of them have got to settle into them. They're gonna yeah, make it right for them. New chassis or something on the grid this year. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's what we said in our little live podcast. Oh, not live podcast, the little Facebook lives we're doing. That's saying Bryce told us in the pits in Super 2s, he's like, yeah, there's 14 new chassis in the main game. That means there's like 14 new chassis in Supercar to, in Super 2s. Yeah. Because they've all gone to them. Yeah. So um, it is, it's a 
pretty big uh, changing out of uh, chassis. I think one of the only Commodores that didn't change out was uh, Lee Holdsworth's. Yeah, because I think nearly every ZB was a new one. It was a new one apart from his. So it was a big effort from the, the whole Commodore fraternity. Every every all the race teams to get a new car. Well, there, a lot of them, yeah. So I'm not sure if Penske's went with new cars. I'm pretty sure they did. Um, Tickford p- pumped out a couple of chassis. So it's it's been a pretty yeah pretty big year for new chassis. Um, just quickly rounding out the rest of the race or rest of the top ten. James Courtney come home sixth after starting fourteenth. So that's up eight positions. He's still that's a pretty strong weekend for them. Yeah, that's it. It's a, like I said. I think that's a, a good showing. Um, I don't think they had the best run on Sunday mm. that they could have. Um, but we times will tell. We'll see how they go now with these more improvements on those cars. I'm Craig Lowndes pestered James Courtney for about <laughs> half he? the race. Didn't he? That was actually really entertaining to watch. It was. It's one of the best bits of the race to watch because it, it, lap after lap after lap, and he kept doing the t- traditional t- Craig Lowndes show on the nose yeah. under brakes. And then move and then move oh, over yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good to watch. Yeah, it was good racing. That's why um I think it was Ingle or Crompto called like Lounge. Like this is why we call you the pest. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're just always there. Um, Scotty Pye had much better showing on the Sunday. Um, to what he had on the Saturday. He's up in a couple more positions. Um, Michael Crusoe was the best finishing Nissan. Um, started ninth, finished ninth, and Scott McLaughlin recovered after his puncture to finish tenth. Now, one thing I wanted to have a quick chat about is Fabian Coulthard. He can't get the setup right in this car, and it's he's got a it's new really, engineer. He's really not; it's not working for him, eh? Yeah. So I've been reading had a the comments up. online, and everyone's written Fabian off. <coughs> like, did we, did we forget that he was leading the championship for most of last year for the first half of the year? Yeah. I don't know. Scotty had come from a very different car. It took him a little while to learn that car and then outdrove him the rest of the year. I think Scotty's a better driver as such. Like, Oh, it's hard more to say. I feel like talent. maybe it talent, suits him. Yeah. Things tend to suit certain drivers certain ways. you got to look at what's happened with Frosty and, and all those guys that are, or even Shane, went from winning the championship to playing second fiddle to win cup last year mm. um so yeah it is it is interesting to see hopefully they can turn that around and you can get the engineering side of it and the car set up right i think that's us done and dusted pretty much for this week we didn't cover much super two stuff this, oh, do you want to you want to do it we're we're, in, oh, we're about an hour in okay that's not so bad <laughs> michael's like yes it is i've got to no, edit no, this we can keep all right super twos Super two is Gary. Gary Jacobson is back, and yeah. he is looking good. Yeah, that uh, Nissan seems to see his driving. You know, it was really frustrating. Well, that's Bryce's old Nissan. Yeah, I know. Yep, it was frustrating to watch. Unfortunately, we wanted to uh, see the Falcons from what I heard, working what, a bit better straight away. But when I was it's talking take to Bryce, um, they had an oil issue with the car on practice. Friday. So. Apparently on. the oil oil lines were backwards, so it was just not letting oil go in. Ah, there you go. So lucky they didn't cook a motor. Yes. Um, fix are you, that. Are you allowed to say this or not? Because <laughs> the story they told the TV broadcasters is not that story. <laughs> well, that's what Bryce and his old man told me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll go with the, the written script that they had a oil pressure sensor failure. <laughs> oh, okay. <Yeah. laughs> oil pressure sensor failure. That's what it was. Um 
Anyway, they got better over the the Bryce like the oh, look, they, guys. They did work I think on the car. He, they got he pushed. I think also Bryce was a better driver than the car was set up. So he pushed forward in the races just by sheer driving, uh, driving the wheels off the car. I want to ask you about Paul Dumbrell. What about Paul Dumbrell? He's do you think he's cocky when he gets out of the pits with three, four minutes left of qualifying going, I've set this lap, and then only you get beaten? Well, I guess it doesn't really matter too much to him. He's starting on the front row. He thought he was pretty much, he wasn't going to drop too far back. I mean, he's back. not there going like, oh, I'll get out of the car. Like, no one can touch this. I've set it. But I guess, you know, save the car. Yeah. It is a track where you push too hard and you, you can pay for it. So maybe they thought... We're probably safe here. Might as well park it. Mm. But yeah, I was really impressed with all the Nissans and Super 2s this weekend. Um, The big thing I took away from race one, yep. jumping forward to race one of Super 2s, that crash. Thomas Randall had a power steering hose failure. And he was my boy. And that car looked so good. It looked so good. He was doing so well. He was like... Running so fifth in the For practice. people that don't follow Super 2s as much, that's the new Tickford um, Super 2 driver. He's a rookie. He's his yep, first year. First year in the car. And he Doing was really well at his first event and had a power steering failure at one of Australia's most infamous corners. Just before turn eight. Yep. Like, like when you watch it on the slow-mo, you're like, it's not going to make that. And it's not like... Yeah. yeah it, it was, was a big, big, big shunt. They didn't have enough gear to um, fix the car, unfortunately. Mm. So that was him out for the rest of the weekend. Uh, real, real bad crash. Adam Marjoram had another big crash too. I think it was that race two or race, race one? Race two, Adam Marjoram had a big one. Um, so that was another uh, massive crash at turn eight. Turn eight claims a lot of cars every year. Yeah. Um, it's just a, you know, it's a it's nature of that corner. That's why we put that corner in there. Yeah, that's the nature of that corner. Um, but yeah, so that it was good to see Gary in the first race, obviously, um, fighting really hard with Dumbrell. At least he was keeping Dumbrell honest. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for Bryce, he, he, I think he ended up finishing 12th, 12th yeah. in the first race. Um, so that he moved forward in the race at least. Race two, Marjoram t- hit the wall, turn eight pretty hard. Gary ended up coming home fastest and yeah. winning the race. That was an excellent effort from him. Um, Alex Rulo started to shine in that race, I think, I for think me. I think the, the time that he did at Lucas Dumbrell, the racing nearly, like, all the, like doing the longer races, racing more um, consistent, not consistently, but more, more often, more seat yeah, time. More, yeah, more seat time obviously helps. Um, yeah. Helped him a lot. He seemed to really adapt to the Nissan quite well. And did you hear um, Matt White's comments about it when they're like, oh, look, because this is something I said to Mitch when we were at the grid. I'm like, something about Matt White, motorsport, just always getting penalties, like Park Ferme penalties. They just, they do it to themselves all the time. I don't know what they do. I'm not trying to, you know. Yeah, they they have a habit of connecting cords. They have penalties more often than not. Yeah. Um, but then they said to Rulo, they're like, look, sorry, Alex, we're starting from the back of the grid. And he's like, that's all right. I'm used to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it's true. <laughs> he did spend a whole year starting from the back. Um, at least he had the pace forward. to move forward this year. Ah, oh, and it was, it was good. They, they seem to cut through traffic so well. Yeah. He did a great job and, uh, hats off to him. It's a great effort. Um, last year would have been a hard year for him. 
uh, a lot of people non-believing and whatnot for him. Mm. And this really showed that he has got some skill there and he's done a great job. The Kisteki boys, they're doing quite well. They are, aren't they? Um, mm. Apparently, uh, their old man put a, traf- a trophy cabinet in their workshop and yeah, said, okay. this is what I expect from you guys this year. Like That's what he did start at the start of the him year. In. Like, I'm putting this up there. I've put this much money and stuff into you guys. I started expecting some results. And Kurt says he won't be the only Kostecki up there getting podiums and uh, pushing for wins. Yeah, I think um, Jack and that, uh, they're all pushing pretty hard for it. So I think they're all going to do pretty well. Quickly talk about the Kosteckis. What do you think about Brody Kostecki and Alex Rulo incident? Mm, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because we watched that going, oh, Brody, you're getting a bloody... 10 second penalty or something like that like post race penalty and Bryce you're moving up a position and yeah. nothing yeah yeah it's, I'd, I'd have to look at the footage again to be honest but there's a there's a few incidents from the whole weekend that I sort of thought maybe something should have happened with it and it didn't yeah because who spun wind cup uh, it went. Reynolds when Reynolds spun wind cup on the sad day he did yeah and we thought that was going to be a penalty. But he was far enough up the inside that they didn't... Yeah, penalty. and then Wind Cup did sort of turn down on it. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, there was, was a, a few, there was a there was a few incidents there where I was like, oh, I thought they were going to get penalties. and I, I thought the way Reynolds come into that, I thought he was going to get a penalty. It was mm. quite late. But anyway, not to take anything away from him. No, he, he still a did a great weekend. job. And, you know, second in the championship. And Should we quickly go on to what do you think the results are? What's your tip for... The Albert GP? Park. Yeah, the GP. Um, well, V8's we'll start for V8s. Uh, I think Shane's on a bit of a roll and Wing Cup's been quick there before and also the Fords. It's going to be a very hard one to pick. I'm going to probably go with Shane just with the confidence he has now. I'm leaning towards probably Mostert. Mostert? He's been quick there before. He's been quick there before. I don't know if... It's going to be a hard one. The, for, the Pro Drive... Oh, drive see god they've changed names so many times the tickford guys have been so strong there in the past and even bjr's done all right there but i don't know if it's like the last couple of times they've been in testing parts or something there because it's not a championship round well i was about to say that i feel like we haven't had a strong showing from all the teams there i feel like some of them maybe run second rate stuff there testing i.e you know new components on the car to see what how they would feel um, it is a pretty unique track, probably Phillip Island or something that's fast and flowing. Little. Um, yeah, it's a big wide circuit. Um, so it is. it will be interesting to see with some points on the table to see right. how much harder they push. You know what we should do Slightly longer races as well. We should actually write it right down and keep a record of who we lock in and see just how close we get. Yeah, okay. We'll get a, we need a whiteboard. We'll get a whiteboard. We'll start right. this. All right. All right, so you've locked in Shane. I've locked in Chaz as an overall race weekend. And um, McLaughlin will win. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, all right, Formula One. Now, this is a sort of a going in blind. Oh, hang on a second. Here. Oh, wait, you've got notes on this. I, I, no, no, I don't have notes for this. Oh, you're going to you, start writing stuff down. Yeah. There you, you go. You said you wanted me to write stuff down. I'll put it in the back of the book. We'll start I did, at the back I, page. I got a big notepad for Christmas as well, but I didn't take it to the track. Fair enough. I can understand why. Uh, so what are we talking? Uh, ADGP. Yeah. AGP. AGP. Australian Grand Prix. Yeah. <laughs> ADGP is the Australian Drift um, <laughs> Grand Prix. All right. Australian GP. 
Mick is gonna go for uh, Chaz. 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 Mustard. And I am gonna go for uh, everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> SVG. You're going yeah, SVG. Kids. Formula One. So now, who's your pick for Formula One? My pick for Formula One. I haven't given this too much thought. I was waiting for. Uh, this week's testing to come out because it's going to be a bit more dry. Well, we're not going to record after that. We're recording. Now. I understand. I know you want to lock me in. I understand. Pressure, pressure, pressure. It's not going to go down a writing but this time we'll. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Kimmy. I still can't get out of my head that it's either going to be Hamilton, Hamilton or Vettel. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just feel like it's going to le- start this year how last year ended and. I feel like it could be one of those two. Um, it's amazing. There. Flip one. It's amazing that the car. I thought they would shorten the Mercedes up. I thought nah, they, they had keep dis- it really long so they can't get out of the pits. They had a. Um, I reckon that. massive something... disadvantage at sh- at tight tracks because of their their wheelbase. That's something I laughed at. Sorry, it's completely off topic. But with the um, the Audi R8 racing where their yeah. pits were, none of them could pull out of the pit. And then get around the corners, like from their tents. Uh, yeah. All of them had to get like push back. Ooh, 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 ooh. There you go. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we'll get back on to the um, one. Uh, well, if you're going to go Vettel, that is who you got. Yeah, now I am. Oh, come on! I, I you, said you? Kimmy. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought you were putting that in my mouth. No, nah, no, nah, I reckon Kimmy because why not? Because he won't. Um, I'm gonna yeah, go. Yeah, but if it pays off, it's like, oh my god, you genius! <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna go. If you're going, Look, Kimmy, I'm gonna go Patel. Oh, okay. I just think the Ferraris probably might have it this year. I feel like they're gonna move forward. I feel like maybe Mercedes didn't have as much to gain. I feel that if Ferrari had better reliability last year, we wouldn't. So everyone keeps talking about Mercedes was the fastest car last year, and I think that's bullshit in my view but I could be wrong and lots of people out there might disagree with me feel free to write in and yeah, uh, let, us know. let us know and tell us what your thoughts are because uh, we'd love, we do we'd like do to hear from you guys if you do want to write in write in yeah, yeah. Even, if, even if you disagree with us it's great we, we want the banter from you guys so it's good write in um, but I think Ferrari was the slower car if you can counter in how much reliability they had problems with mm-hmm. they had gone through four turbos in i think it was eight meetings they were only allowed four turbos they had to make the ones that had slight damage to them last the rest of the year yeah. and then they still took grid penalties because they couldn't make them last i think if they can sort out their reliability issues so that they can run their cars at full speed for the whole year and take into mind here that we only have a three engine slash turbo slash power unit uh, whole combo too small. limit everyone's this year. Take ten penalties. Yeah, so pretty much everyone's going to have to take penalties. Um, I feel I feel like if they can fix that and be on more par with Mercedes reliability wise, I feel like they would have been the faster car last year. Yeah, but lots of people will disagree with me, and that's good. Right in. Yeah, I feel like if they fix that. They could be the team to beat. I agree. Well, that is us. What, what you got one more thing you want to add? Uh, the Mercedes is talking about that their car this year is still... It won't be a diva, but it's still going to be... 
they didn't want to go too far away from last year because of how good it was. How good it was. Yeah. Well, why would you? So. I don't think they went too far away from the other year. Well, they, they well, did they go quite long, because, yeah. Yeah. It was a completely different car, yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah. That All is right. us for our first episode of the 2018 season. Yep. Episode 51, mate. Wow. Isn't that blowing by? This year's going to really stack it up because we've got a lot of not doubled up meetings they all seem to be back to backs there's a few doubles but not that many of them if you JD's stoked I am because there, there's a lot in April yeah <laughs> there's and a if lot you don't know what them. that is you're not from the Northern Territory <laughs> this is my prime runoff fishing time from about now I went out a couple weeks uh, two weeks ago mm-hmm. managed to, to hook a good fish Oh, a couple a of good fish. Podcasts. Uh, yeah, well, you an never hour know. And a half, hour and a half in, and Jenny's like, These time people might want to know some fishing stuff. <laughs> anyway, we'll, if we'll you get do, through. Right in. Let yeah. us know. Let us know. Right. Anyway, um, that is us done. Also, if if you guys can leave reviews on iTunes, I've noticed we've got a couple of reviews from America. We've had a couple from Australia. That's great. Um, that really does let people know. Like, you know, it, it disposes the show. We want more people to see it. We do want you guys to write in. Hit us up on our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or just search it. Or you can head to our website, breakinglate.com, or email in, we're breaking late at gmail.com. Thanks, lots of guys. Coms, lots of breaking lates. Anyway, we'll see you guys after the Grand Prix. Yeah. Which will be our first double header for the year. A couple of weeks away. A bit over a couple of weeks away. A couple of weeks. Anyway, take care, guys. Catch ya. Bye. Bye.